You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. All right, welcome back to the College Info Geek Podcast. This is episode eight in our sequence. And, you know, actually, this is the last episode in which I can claim to be a bona fide college student. By the time the next episode comes out next week, I will be graduated. I'm actually graduating this weekend. So if I wanted to say this was a podcast for students, by students, this would be the last episode. But fear not, my friends, because I don't want to say that. This is actually just a podcast for students by me. And if you've looked at the new College MVP About page, I've got a brand new focus. I want to help people learn more. I want to help them build their brand and communicate their expertise and get out of debt. And that's a mission that's going to take me a lot longer than just my college years to finish. So here we go. Now, in this episode, um, I'm interviewing a very special guest, and I'm very excited to get into that. But I'd like to give you a little bit about a background on how I got into this. So in the past couple of months, I've had a couple of interactions with the company VaynerMedia. The first one was uh, cheering my friend Bud Henekes on when he got his actual, he got his job uh, at, at VaynerMedia. And I had been, you know, encouraging him and listening to him go through the interview process and the application process for the last few months and just telling him, man, you're going to get this job. You're going to get this job. And lo and behold, he got this job. And I got I to gotta give it up for Bud because he really hustled to get this job. He went to New York twice, I believe, and he actually built a full website to thank his interviewees for the interview, which is just, you know, an amazing thing that I'd never seen anyone else do. And I'm really happy for him. But the other interaction was I signed up a long time ago to interview Gary Vaynerchuk, the founder of VaynerMedia. And at the time, I didn't get in, but randomly, I was emailed and he had some time. So today on the College Info Geek podcast, I'm interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk, the founder of VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia is a company that helps Fortune 500 companies do uh, better marketing campaigns. They've helped out PepsiCo, they've helped out the Campbell Soup Company, Andy Warhol, probably not Andy Warhol, but a lot of great work. And Gary's also the author of some best-selling books, Crush It, The Thank You Economy, and his new book that's coming out in November of this year is called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's a book about how to tell your story in the crowded, noisy environment of social media. And it's all about giving, giving, giving. And then finally, when you've given so much, you can take what it is you want. And it's going to be a very, very technical, very how-to focused book instead of inspirational. So I'm very excited to get into that book when it comes out and talk to you about how it can help you build your own brand and communicate your skills and passions to the people you would like to work for after college. So in this episode, we're going to talk about finding your passion, the importance of mentorship, and finding people who can help you get to the next level in your goals and building your brand so, as again, you can get the jobs you want. So without further ado, let's get into this episode with Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, what's up? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so I'm still in college, actually, and this is the last week of college. So this conversation I uh, would like to revolve kind of around, like, the college experience and how students can, like, figure out what they want to do with their lives, which is something I know you're really passionate about. So to start sure. off, um, can you talk a little bit about your college experience and how that kind of shaped what you're doing now? Yeah, so, you know, in college, and I, I went to Mount Ida College in Newton, Mass. I went home every single weekend to work at the liquor store. Um, taking the Amtrak non-Excella 40 stops from Boston to New Jersey to work at Wine Library every single weekend, literally 87% of the weekends that I had in college. 
So I was, you know, when answering and how it shapes what I'm doing now, it was a, it was a stepping stone and kind of the starting point. You know, obviously I made a lot of friends and, and enjoyed the social aspects of college, but it, it was clearly not a very strong academic program, and I was as bad of an academic as you could ever considerably think it could be. And so between those two things, I had a very different, unique experience from the majority of people. So it really wasn't the weekend of partying and, and trying to get super good grades for you, and yet somehow you figured out, you know, a way, a thing that would work for you, even without the typical program. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, think that, and I, I think that's why I have so much passion to how the whole thing is structured, because I couldn't have done any less in the way that, uh, in the way that uh, it's considered the right way of doing things, yet I've had dramatically bigger success than, you know, a substantial percentage of the people out there. So, you know, I it makes me understand and recognize that there is, you know, a system in place for certain people and other people a different way. And how do you find what works for you? And where, you know, this whole notion of going to school, graduating, and then getting a job is just something that never was structured or was attractive to me. It's really interesting. So I'm hearing a lot of people these days saying that college, like just blanket statement, college is useless. You know, the academic programs are outdated. And personally, I think that for certain people, that can be true, possibly for you, probably for me as well. But then other people, it might be a useful experience. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with yours. I mean, nothing, by the way, and I do it all the time, but there's no such thing as absolute statements, right? And if you've got to learn something that can really impact your career, um, or go to a school that has an academic program, but it's really, you're talking about brand equity, right? If you go to a school that gives you the equity that you can leverage to get a job, it's great. If you're going to be a dentist or a lawyer, there's certain things you have to do it for. I think the reason you're hearing it so much is probably because you're paying a lot of attention maybe to entrepreneurial conversations. You know, when you get into, does, do you need to go to college to be a successful businessman or woman? That's when the shit hits the fan, right? You know, that, right. that, is where, you know, entrepreneurship is not supported by curriculum at all in today's society. And that's where, you know, that's who I was, right? And so that's that. Right. So would you say that people who are in college, even if they know what they want to do and there's an academic program to support it, should they have an outside project they're doing, I mean, regardless of their confidence in their program? Follow because it chopped in one point and threw out the whole sentence. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what is your opinion on having an outside project or a side project or a job, regardless of uh, students' confidence in the program and what they want to do? Got it. I think that if you can get a job, even if it's for free, for the company or for entrepreneur individual that most represents what you would like to achieve in life, that that is the number one move in today's society. That if you want to be a hip-hop record executive, that you have to, at all costs, fucking pay them to intern there. Because learning and tasting the actual craft, that is the number one thing. And getting in the door, that is the number one thing. If you want to be, you know, a college football coach, go start coaching for free, ball boy. You know, if you want to, you know, start a fashion brand, and go, you know, 
you're a, a woman or a man that's thinking about starting a fashion brand, go work for the fashion brand slash, you know, designer that you most admire and do whatever it takes to be in those four walls. That's an amazing piece of advice. It's actually, it's... I think so. Uh, you know, I've, been th- I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm looking at, you know... <laughs> I'm looking at how my assistants grow and what happens to them. And I'm looking at just different variables throughout the, like the world that I'm living in, especially in entrepreneurship. And I just, you know, I look at people like Troy Carter or Scooter Braun that I know in the music industry and just successful people around. And I just say, my God, you know, if you just get to be their assistant or get their coffee or you just get into that building, the, the likelihood of you having what you want out of it is so great, even if it ends up being, whoa, I don't want this life, right? Right. Even then, it's the just, experience of getting to know firsthand. I mean, I just I just don't understand people take internships because it gets them credits or because it actually gives them some side cash. That side cash is garbage long term. And meanwhile, you know, again, I you know, I just I'm very big on the mentorship or getting into the context of the industry you're passionate about in a big, big way. If a, if a freshman is listening to this interview right now, make sure these three or four summers you go work in different places completely predicated. You want to be a sports agent? Go work for one. If they don't pay, good. If they if they say no, go ask another one until one of them say yes and you're in those four walls. Right. It's an amazing piece of advice. Actually, my brother wants to get into the music industry, and I told him the same thing. Just go work for somebody even if it's for free. But what if it's, um, I mean, a lot of students, they don't even know what they want to do. So do you have any advice for kids who are just, you know, they're in college because they feel like they need to be, but they don't really know exactly what they want to pursue with their lives yet? Yeah, I would say really pay attention to what you're doing in your free time, you know? Like, really analyze it. Yes, okay, you go on a concert. Yes, you want to go pick up guys or chicks. Yes, you want to drink beer. Yes, you know, you ski. And, you know, start putting all those things together and see if any of them have the chance to be some sort of career. Because doing something you love often results in some form of winning, victory, you know, whether it's financial or at least happiness. Both are so exciting, happiness being even more interesting. And so I would I would audit what you do. You know, if I didn't have such a passion for selling wine, I would have went and worked for the New York Jets, right, or, or, or did something of that nature. So, you know, I think pay attention to what you do. Um, what you're interested in, who you admire, what you read. Audit yourself when you don't have to do something. What are you finding yourself doing? You know, if it's playing video games, great. Go work for Activision or, or Zynga or, or you know, EA or whoever's, you know, hot right now. So I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities to do it that way. Cool. Now, there are some people who say, you can't just pick a passion and go after it. It's like the wrong way to do it. You should work at something for a long, long time until it becomes your passion because you're so good at it. Is that is that the route, the route that you recommend, or is it somewhere in between finding something you enjoy right I away? Think, I, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I mean, it also depends what you want to happen. You have to start with the finish line, right? So right. If, you, if you want money, then bet on something you're good at. If you want happiness, then go do something that makes you happy. And then there's a blend in between, right? Like plenty of people go and do what they're awesome at and they don't make as much money. And then that's the real losing card. And then there's people who, you know, on paper, it doesn't look like 
getting into computer things like people did in the 90s was going to lead to a lot of money, but nerds loved it and they hacked at it, and then it became all the people that ruled the world, right? So, you know, you never know where things are going to end up. Like, if you were passionate, like, Tony Hawk was passionate about skateboarding. He could have never in the mid-80s, early 90s, ever dreamed that it would have led to this kind of financial success. Right. But then it did. So that's interesting. When when we come up with these examples of these famous people, um, a lot of people will say, okay, they had a lucky break or they had, you know, just an uh, insane amount of talent. But I, I think that everyone who has at least some amount of success has, like, a lucky event or some, some catalyst. Do you think that's true, or is it just you know straight up hard work all the way through? I think hard. I think it's number two. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's luck and there's time. I think it's timing. I think you know, yes, there's variables that aren't just hard work. But I will say this: for every Tony Hawk, there are ten thousand people that I cannot name because I'm not intimately knowledgeable about the skateboard culture that have passion in skateboarding that are making money. Right? So where I think people get confused, so for every Mark Zuckerberg and Kevin Systrom from Instagram, right, there are 10,000 entrepreneurs that have built tech companies that have made millions of dollars. And it's just they're not, like, right in the limelight, but it's still working for them. And they probably are in the limelight. Like, I can name a lot more athletes and rappers and Internet entrepreneurs than I can artists or pottery makers, or painters, but there's the, the 7,439th most successful painter in the world is making a lot of money and living in an amazing loft in Brooklyn and having a great life. You know what I mean? Right. So, so instead of looking at it, way. yeah, I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's 700,000 Tony Hawks. The 700,000th one makes 59,000 a year, but he or she loves skateboarding and they're making a nice life for themselves, and they get to spend plenty of time with their family when they get home, and they're just loving it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So with this whole this whole theme of finding what you want to do and going after it, a lot of people will recommend taking a gap year after high school and, you know, either working or just doing something interesting to you. What is your opinion on that? I mean, obviously the academic aspect of college wasn't the uh, – the best part of it for you, so I, I guess I can kind of guess your answer on this, but I'd still like to hear it. Well, what do you think my answer is? I mean, I, I think you'd be all for a gap year, um, but specifically, what would you say to do with a gap year? Right after high I think, I th- yeah, and I think that, and I think I answered it earlier. I'm obsessed with mentorship, right? And I'm obsessed with, oh, you got a job at a record label and you're pumped, and they're paying you eight bucks an hour, but you're pumped. And then three weeks later, you realize, well, they're just want you there to get coffee. You're not going to learn anything. Now, maybe I would say give it two months, right? But I have no problem in your gap year if you do six jobs for two months each, right? Mm. I'm just, I'm just completely baffled how people think amassing debt to get a piece of paper that tons of other people have and doing nothing else to set yourself up for victory is a good idea. Yeah, that baffles me as well, and it. It, like, limits their freedom when they graduate as well because you're forced to find something that you can do to pay off the debt no matter what it is. If it's something you hate doing, you still... uh, Let me tell you something. Uh, You know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I can't speak for other sectors, but when it comes to entrepreneurship and business-y things, school is a racket. College is a racket. 
outside of a very specific set, you know, outside of people who want to be brand managers at Fortune 500 CPG brands that need an MBA. But even then, I mean, I don't know. I just, it just doesn't work for a entrepreneur slash hustler. But by the way, it works for other people. It makes them comfortable. It doesn't give them anxiety. Many people are massively risk adverse. So that piece of paper and that debt, or if they're lucky, their parents pay for it, is what makes them comfortable. And that's how they want to play about it. I mean, listen, I failed all the way through school because I didn't like the structure. A lot of people excel in it. And that's fine. I mean, listen, it makes me happy. That's how I get a lot of my employees. A lot of people want to be, you know, working for a company and having, you know, listen, by the way, it sucks being a number, you know, a number one or a CEO. The buck stops with you. Nothing but pressure 24-7 a day. You know, you don't get to quit your job and go to the next place. You know what I mean? So, you know, everything has pros and cons. It's a seesaw. But where I get upset is the fact that even if you declare bankruptcy, you can't wipe off your school, school loans. That, to me, bothers me, especially based on the curriculum that people are being taught in a lot of the business stuff that is completely outdated and not relevant for a 2014 world. And and that really kind of makes me angry. I mean, if you're going to pay 200000 you might as well at least get something that's actually real to what's going on now. And unfortunately for colleges and curriculums, especially in the business sector, technology has completely shifted, you know, the, the reality of the marketplace so fast that the curriculums just aren't able to keep up with it. Right. Yeah, it's it's largely, I mean, if you're going into that sector, technology sector, most people I know, they learned everything they know that they're using on their own in their side time. And just classes weren't useful. Education will, you know, to put a stake in the ground, you know, education will be very, very different in 20, 30 years because of what's going on with technology, period. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really what I'm working towards. And I guess the angle I take is I want to help people use their spare time to learn things on their own because we have such an ingrained culture yep. of going to college, Yep. even though it's very not, not very useful. You know what the problem is? It's it's a your thought to me is a broken thought, and I'll, let me explain why. The spare time you have during college years, the social maturity that's happening in the activities that you're using is actually the biggest thing that college has. So what do you mean by I would, that? I mean that the biggest reason I would send my children to college is because I like the fact that they would play video games with their friends in their room, that they'd go to parties, that they'd hook up with chicks, guys, whatever, that, you know, they'd be learning social skills in that environment more so than the curriculum. I don't want my kids to go to a school, go to the curriculum, and then during their downtime work on skills that are going to help them. I'd rather them just not go to college, work on those skills, and then find another outlet to create the social Replicating the social uh, evolution that college and a campus and that environment and age range allows, that's actually the secret sauce of college right now. That's actually, that's an amazing insight. You know, that's, I definitely agree with that. And really it's, it's the whole thing where a lot of kids just don't have the discipline to do things on their own. And if they did, I would say don't go to college as a blanket statement like some of these other guys. And the, the fact of the matter is most of them, they need that structure to yep. push them forward, yep. you know, and that's why yep. curriculum still yep. has merit. That's why if you have motivated children, you need to really think about your situation because I was grossly motivated. I mean, I ran off campus on a Friday to go work, you know, mm-hmm. to go work four, four states away, you know. So 
I mean, and crazy stuff that I think back to, like, you know, like, you know, like typical, like stereotypical, like girls inviting me to like go to their apartment for the weekend and quote unquote hang out. And I'd rather go sell some Chardonnay. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty funny. It is. But when you, when you get interested in something and you get super passionate about something, this is what happens. Yeah. And more I, interested I just in have it. crazy drive and ambition. And, and so it's a, you know, for the parents that stumble on this podcast, please take the huge sense of responsibility that if you're aware that you have a motivated child, put them in a position to win. Don't suck that out of them by putting them through boring curriculum. Exactly. And as an added benefit, don't take on any debt. Yes. The, the debt thing just drives me bonkers. Bonkers. You know, I'm going to be able to afford putting my kids through school. Different scenario. But the less fortunate individuals that have to take on debt, ugh, I mean, these amazing kids that are coming into VaynerMedia and they've got debt, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely awful. That's, that's exactly what I want to fix is to help kids learn the skills they need to be successful without having a giant mound of debt on them. Yes. So let's transfer into uh, branding because I think branding is something that you talked about a couple of years ago in a college success video that I watched the other day. Yep. You were talking about don't don't focus on your resume, focus on your brand. Now, the interesting thing, I gave a presentation on personal branding to a room full of honor students, and not a single person in the room knew what personal branding was. So in your words, what would you describe it as to somebody who has no knowledge? Every single person that comes through our organization, the first thing we do is Google them. What happens next is their personal brand. So whatever you find. Sure. Now, do you, do, you, do you consider it to be only online, then? Oh, well, listen, I mean, if you're a 22 or 23-year-old and you've been able to create brand equity locally and there's some buzz around you, I don't. But that's just a far-fetched thought, right? By far percentage, most, you know, for me, your brand is now living online. I mean, I would tell you that for all my television appearances and my local slash celebrity, my personal brand is replicated and predicated completely on what happens when people search Gary Vaynerchuk on Google. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. So And so and so most you know, most kids younger, you know, to the audience that you're talking to aren't gonna have a Wikipedia entry, right? They're gonna have Facebook and Twitter. And by the way, I'm not gonna give you one of these answers where like don't put up bikini shots and don't play fucking beer pong. That's ludicrous. Well, you're probably far more likely to get hired by me if you do. That means you're living your actual life, right? You're not trying to pose it. Um but you know, I mean Look, when people Google your name, this podcast is going to show up. And if somebody thinks I'm a good businessman, they're going to think it's fascinating that you got me to give you an interview. And that may lead to your business opportunity. Right. Because you put in the so work. Going from, exactly. You know? So going from there, do you think every student should have a blog? Because I, I personally do. I think that everybody should really understand the value of communicating to the world. Right? So – I don't think any, I don't think there's any absolutes, right? I don't think you have to. Boy, would I like you to, because I do think it positions opportunity for you to storytell your passions, what you're into, what you like, but I don't think it's like the number one requirement, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of different things you can do. I just, I think that but having a blog allows you to build up your expertise. In a yeah, I mean, way. blogging about what you, like, any business student that blogs about all the dumb things that brands do to try to reach the 20-year-old demo that they think is stupid, like if I started a blog called, you know, 
this 20-year-old thinks your branding sucks. And every couple days when I saw bad branding, wrote a blog post about it, that kid's getting a job in 48 seconds. Awesome. That's, that's, that's an awesome insight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for me, it was, just, it was just creating tutorial content. For, I mean, even that's an awesome insight, just, just pointing out bad shit. And it always it works, and right? Because, because, because you're authentically 23. You're authentically 22. You're living it. You know, like, like here's a great blog post to get a job in social media or PR or business. Go get the, go ask 12 of your friends right now to take a screenshot of their homepage and email it to you and then do a blog post of this is what 12 22 year olds on college campus X have as their home screen. Get it? And then talk about why Instagram is on every one of them. Talk about why Snapchat is or isn't. Talk about why Vine is or isn't. Talk about why Facebook is no longer there or still there. Talk about why Tumblr is or isn't there. Talk about why this game is, this isn't. Netflix is, isn't. You give that kind of insight and you have an understanding for that demo, there's a lot of people trying to figure that out every day. And you're going out, you're doing primary research, but you're also the person in the demographic, so that, that just helps you out. Even more. It does, but but if you show a little bit of, you know, for me, if I if I saw a blog post that was strictly just your opinions, but then I saw a blog post of you taking a survey of twenty of your friends, putting in a little more work, that's going to catch my attention because that shows initiative and putting in a little hustle. Right, and hustle is what it's all about. For me, it is. I mean, it's not for everybody. Some people, you know, everybody has a different filter to what they value. Some people value enormous smarts, education. For me, it's it's hustle, you know? And and, and all the other things matter, but that's the one. But to me, I want to know who's going to be with me at 1 o'clock in the morning to win that piece of business or do X or do Y, and hustle's a part of that, you know? You can be the smartest fucker in the game, but if you want to leave at 7 p.m. to go catch that concert instead of staying with me in the office at 3 a.m. to win this thing, whatever that thing may be, that's a big differentiator for me. I'd much rather have a, a B brain and an A heart. Right. That's awesome. So going along with that, that theme of values, most college kids, they just say they want to get a job. And, you know, usually that means Fortune 500 regular company. For the ones that want to go and impress a startup or a company like you, it's not exactly a startup that has that same culture. Um, what do they need to do that's different from how they would approach a Fortune 500 company besides the hustle and besides the branding? I think that when they ever get to communicate with that company, to just be ridiculously authentic. Uh, that's what I want. I don't want somebody who, like, gets dressed up and, like, has a resume and listens to what their dad told them to do. I just don't want that. I just want real. Tell me who you are, what's your grind, what's your passions, what do you like, why do you think you can win with us. I think, you know, from what I know about this space, the authenticity and just, like, the truth just is really, really, really attractive. Right. And it makes sense because that's what they're going like, to be like. like if a kid said to me, like, yo, I might stumble in at 11 o'clock a bunch of times because I get ridiculous when I go out and get hammered, but I promise you from, like, 11 to, like, 10 p.m. every day, I'm going to kill it because I'm smarter and better and hungrier than all these people that work here and hear a couple of things I've been thinking about, blah, blah, blah. My kid's going to win every time with me. Awesome. Then they have to back that's- it up, right, because anybody can say it. Exactly. Anybody can say it, but if they do it, that's a whole different thing. And that's so cool. If they come and they say it and then, and then do it for the first eight to 12 weeks, then you've got something going, you know? Mm-hmm. 
right, you want to hear anyone else saying that? Cool. So this whole this whole theme of getting your story out, you know, learning how to impress whoever you're trying to get a job with or, you know, trying to get a mentorship with, that seems to be the theme of your new book, The Jab, 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 Right Hook. So can you talk a little bit about what this book is going to be about, how it's different from, from Crush It? Yeah. And thank you yeah. for me. So, so it's not going to be really about that stuff. It's going to be about how do you storytell on social networks? How do you put out content that people actually want on Pinterest, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Vine? And how do you set it up by giving, 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 and then with the right hook, going for the sell, right? Right. And so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like hitting on girls, right? How do you set it up and then go in for the move? Don't go for the move right away. You've got a far less chance of converting. Cool. And I've heard this is going to be more of like a very technical kind of how-to book instead of a yeah utility. Hundred a hundred case studies detailed. I really want to bring it. I want to blow people's faces off of this one. Awesome. I think that's going to be really, really useful for college students, and I'll definitely be repping that book and reading it when it comes out because that is exactly what I want to teach people how to do, is how to tell their story, whether it be online or offline, but how to keep people engaged. Because a lot of people are just putting up content, and it doesn't stick because it's not interesting. Yep. And when you want to get, when you want to get a job or when you want to do whatever, the first thing you have to do is make an impression that keeps people listening. 100%. So that's why this is so interesting to me. Thanks, bro. Awesome. Thanks so much for the interview. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me. Have an awesome day, dude. Always. Take care, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Gary Vaynerchuk as much as I did. I learned a ton from that interview, and hopefully you did as well. If you'd like to follow Gary on Twitter, he's just Gary V, uh, V-double-E, or you can check him out at his website, GaryVaynerchuk.com. I'll be linking to all this stuff in the show notes, so if you're interested, check out the blog post which you're probably already on, and there you go. If you like this interview and you are liking the podcast, be sure to go on, on iTunes and give us a review or a rating. I would highly appreciate it. And other than that, thanks so much. Good luck on finals week if you're listening to this during the week it was recorded. Otherwise, good luck on whatever it is you're doing. And have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.